0: Welcome to the Wilful FC podcast. This is episode twenty-five. We have a lot to talk about since our last episode: new transfers, the beginnings of each season in 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 every league, cups, competitions, international breaks. There's a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk about it right now. Welcome back to the Woeful FC Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Berezzi. Now, our last episode came out oof a while ago, and a lot has happened. So, here's just a little rundown of some of the things that have gone down. For one, in the international world, the national teams for Denmark, Australia, and Brazil have decided that they're going to give equal salaries to their men and women's team. They will be paid Equally, which is a really big step in equality in football, which is really nice. If only some other national teams like, I don't know, Spain, United States, everyone else will do this too. That'd be great. But it's a step. Also, there were a lot of transfers to England. One of the biggest ones being Pernault Harder, who went from Wolfsburg to Chelsea. She was also a world record um transfer. She was bought for 300,000 euros, which obviously in men's is like, are you kidding me? That would be like a youth player. But in women's, the thing is different. And one of the best players in the world costs that much. And that's a record deal. It is what it is. I don't want to get started. Lucy Bronze also went from Lyon to Manchester City. Sam Mewis went from the U.S. to Manchester City as well. Rose Lavelle went from the U.S. to Man City as well. Everybody went to England. Kristen Press went from the U.S. to Man United. And with her, Tobin Heath also joined Man United. And the two of them together actually outsold... Their shirts outsold every Manchester United player for the first three days after their signing. So they've sold more shirts than every United men's player for the first three days after their signing. That's pretty impressive and pretty nice to see. Alex Morgan, of course, also was the big signing who went to Tottenham. Um, She just had her baby although Tottenham's not doing very well, but we'll talk about that later. Also, in Spain, La Liga, uh, the organization that sponsors the men's league, decided, uh, celebrated that the women's football will now be considered professional. It is the first female competition to be classified as professional in the history of Spanish sport. It's something that should have been a thing a long time ago. La Liga does not actually sponsor or own the Primera Iberdrola, the Spanish League but they should because they have been a big part of the growth of women's football I mean they've been like a big supporter of it and they should just buy it, I'm just saying, why not you have the men's league, just make it have the women's league too I don't, don't know why it's not a thing And now let's look at what Barca has been doing for the past month. They started the league um, with a big win over Real Madrid. The first quote-unquote clásico of women's football against this new Real Madrid, who of course was that it's obviously a very different team right now. But Barcelona came out in a way game. Easy. Four goals. Three points. And we go back home. Real Madrid tried. It just wasn't going to happen. Then Barcelona played the semifinals of the Queen's Cup, which was supposed to be played last season, but you know, COVID, blah, 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 blah. You know the drill. Barcelona played against Sevilla. Another easy match. 6 0 to the final against Logroño, which I don't think the date. Has been decided for when that will be played. But Barcelona is one win away from getting the first treble in Spanish women's history. In the history of the league, of course. They've won La Liga, they won the Spanish Super Cup, and if they win the Queen's Cup, they will win the treble, the domestic treble, of course. Which would be very exciting and very nice. And then in their second uh, match day of the Primera Vidrola, they face none other than. Logroño, who they will face in the Spanish uh, Queens Cup final. And it was another big win. 6-0 goals from Lique Martens, Graham Hansen, Vicky Losada, two from Aitana, and one from Miss Alexia. Big wins. Um, And then, of course... There's a sad part, is that there's been weird injuries going on. Uh, Jenny Hermoso has missed the past couple of games due to a virus. Uh, It doesn't seem to be the COVID, no worries. So, she's been recovering from that. Um, Leila Wahabi had a muscle injury in her right leg. Sandra Paños has had some discomfort in her right thigh. Um... Gemma Font also had discomfort in her right knee. This has gone over the last few weeks. It seems like uh, Jenny's recovering from her virus. But even so, with missing Sandra Paños, Jenny Hermoso, two players who are so, so important, it seems like the team hasn't missed them at all, truly. Um, in their last three matches in the league, they have scored 16 goals, conceded none. Catacol has done incredible as the goalkeeper. And she showed it again yesterday against Sporting Huelva, a game played at Huelva, which last year, if you remember, was a very close game. They only won by one goal from Asesaro Chawala, and this time the game was very different. Ended up winning by six goals again, conceding none. The starting lineup was Catacol, Mapi Leon, Melanie Serrano, Marta Torrejón, Mariona, Hamraoui, Alexia, Aitana, Andre Pereira, Oshawala, and Liki Martins. And Catacol was just incredible, cold-blooded. Wasn't letting Huelva have any opportunities. I mean, they didn't have any many anyway, considering the fact that Barcelona was just full-on attack. Sporting Huelva had to put their whole team in defense. And there were some incredible moments, like Alexia's goal... A chip from the outside of the box. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I mean, can we just talk about how she's not recognized as one of the best midfielders in the world? I feel like Spanish players in general are very underrated when it comes to being recognized as top players. But Alexia especially. Give her the credit she deserves. She's a genius. Three goals in three games. Not to mention her performances last season. And she's just... Continuing to do it this season. She's one of the top scorers. In Barcelona history. For the women's team. She's three away. From Sonia Bermudez. She is now the second top scorer. Of course once Dani Hermoso comes back. There will be a battle between those two. But that is incredible. She also managed to assist. Bruna Villamala's goal. Who is the young player who scored her first goal. For the senior team, which is very exciting. But all in all, it was an easy match. 6-0, goals from Oshawala, Hamrawi, Alexia, Mariona, Graham Hansen, and Buna Vilamala. Last season, they suffered this season. Second consecutive match, scoring six goals. I mean, come on. 16 goals in three games. Zero conceded. It's looking good. It's looking very good before the international break. And in the rest of Spain, Real Sociedad beat Levante 3-2. Atlético Bilbao tied 2-2 with Betis. Madrid beat Ibar away from home by one goal. Atlético Madrid beat Santa Teresa by two goals away from home. Español beat Deportivo 3-2. Tenerife beat Valencia 2 1. Logroño and Sevilla tied 0 0. And Real Madrid beat Raja Vallecano 3 1. On the standings, Barcelona remains at top. Three wins in three games, nine points. Atletico Madrid is in second with seven points. Atletico Madrid in third. Atletico Bilbao, I'm sorry, in third with seven points. And at the bottom of the table, we have Raja Vallecano, Deportivo and Sporting Huelva. None of them have managed to get any wins so far. And Barcelona's next match won't be until November 1st against Real Betis. Right now they will have the international break. Spain will be playing against Czech Republic for the qualifications for the Women's Euro. And just looking quickly around Europe in Germany, uh league holders, league title holders, Wolfsburg beat um Duisburg five two. Bayern Munich beat Potsdam three zero. And the standings currently Bayern Munich is first. They've have had seven wins in seven games and have twenty-one points. Wolfsburg in second. With 6 wins, 1 draw and 19 points. And Potsdam in 3rd with 16 points. And Eintracht Frankfurt in 4th with 11 points. I hope they do good this season because I like Frankfurt. Um, in France, PSG won 3 0 And Lyon won 4 0 Lyon is currently 1st. 6 wins in 6 games with 18 points. Paris in 2nd. 6 wins Five wins, one draw, 16 points. Montpellier in third with 13 points. In Italy, the Milan Derby was heavily won by Milan, winning 4-1 over Inter. Juventus beat body 4-0. Sassuolo is also winning in the standings there in second, Juventus in first. 18 points. But Asolo is right behind them with 16 points. Milan in third with 15. And in England, Man City tied with Reading 1-1. Arsenal beat Tottenham 6-1. Man United beat West Ham 4-2. Tobin Heath and Christian Press both got their first goals for United. As of right now, Arsenal is first on the table. 15 points. Everton in third with Everton in second with 13. Man United in third with 13 points. Chelsea is currently in fourth with 10 points, but they do have one game less. Um, so we'll see what this international break holds for us, but that was your summary of what you've missed if you haven't been paying attention to football for the past month. Um, a lot has been going on. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, soon people can go to the games. I'm really missing going to the uh, Johan Cruyff Stadium to see Barca play. Especially now, these new jerseys they are really nice, and I want to watch them play. Especially if they're going to be winning by these crazy margins every game. Um, hopefully, that'll happen. Wear your masks, social distance, don't be dumb. Otherwise, we're never going to be able to go back to a game. And uh, Barcelona, like I said, comes back to the league against Betis on November 1st. This has been the Wofo FC podcast. If you want to chat on Twitter, hit me up at NatalieBrezzi underscore or on Instagram at Wofo FC. Thank you so much once again for listening. And we'll see you next time for another new episode. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm uh-uh.